0: Welcome back into the great Scott show. The great sports callers open think tank. All right. We got him in studio now. Look, he was driving safe. Everybody be safe out there. The roads are slick. It's wet. 100% chance of rain today. If you couldn't tell already, partly cloudy throughout today. High at 84. But uh, you guys aren't here for the weather updates. You're here for the sports, a guy that has seen quite a bit over the years. Brad Kemp, photojournalist. He has shot uh, pictures, photographs of UL sporting events since the 70s. He was a student in 1979 when he first started doing work for the athletic department. He is retiring from his job with UL this Friday, but he'll still be taking photographs for the advocate. But uh, I wanted to bring him in to talk about some of his favorite photos from over the years. Brad, good morning, man. Thanks for uh, coming in studio. How you feeling?
1: Uh feeling great. Good morning. The roads are slick. Very slick.
0: Wait, say that one more time. Uh, the roads are very slick. Very slick. Be careful. Yes, be That's careful. right. He's um but uh, Photographs, pictures, do photojournalists have like a, a, a prefer do you get do y'all get upset if someone's like, Oh, it's a cool picture? Like do you prefer the photograph term or are you guys not as sensitive as uh some of the others in the, in the sports media industry.
1: No, it's it's okay. It's just you know that's a cool picture. That's fine. It always helps that somebody recognizes that you got a good picture.
0: How many? I, I I one of the reasons I wanted to have you on, Brad. I always feel like you know since this. Let me let me start here. When we when we kind of shifted, I don't know, eleven or so years ago, to a lot more focus on the digital aspect of the job in radio, whether it be our website, stories, game stories, opinion pieces, whatever, and kind of tying that into what we're also doing on the air, I quickly learned about things I had already forgotten that I studied in college, but I'd quickly relearned, if you will, um, photographs, legalities, all the other stuff. But I, you know, subscribing to Getty Images Fortunately, you know, having a relationship and a and a in a in a partnership with you, well, we're able to use so many of your photos. But I, I was always like, man, like now, I would say in the last ten years, I always look at the name of the photographer. Thank always, you. I Thank do. And, you. and 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 I've seen your Net photo by Brad Kim. I've probably seen that one more than any other. But uh, but no, like uh, Lane Murdoch and and rest in peace, and now his son. Some of the stuff they did with the New Orleans Hornets now slash Pelicans or um just very Chris Grayson, like I, so many people I don't know, but I know the photos in the world of sports. I just always feel like the job you guys do can be forgotten. Like the NBA finals had this incredible game on Saturday. It was, it was an incredible moment. Um, it was, it comes down to the wire and the holiday, steals the ball, throws up the oop, Giannis dunks it. And this photo is like going around the sports world everywhere, and it's him like at his highest peak. And then you have LeBron James, who's like sitting courtside with like some tequila he's promoting. You have Adele. You have a rock star. yeah, Chris Paul, who I love, with a dirty foul. You have Giannis, just looks like he's 15 feet. There's so much going on. And I'm like, how does that photographer get that shot in that moment? Like what's the key to getting an iconic shot like that?
1: first thing is you got to be in the right place uh nowadays with covid they usually put a lot of photographers up high now and I'm pretty sure that was shot from up high not 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 baseline mm-hmm. and they're using long lenses to shoot that but you got to be if he'd have been on the arena it wouldn't have been the same thing right if it's the picture that I'm thinking about
0: yeah no yeah. you're right it was up high and what's Excuse me. Which struck me was the Bucks like there was a small part of me that was upset for the photographer because now with social media, the Bucks put the photo, they were the first ones to put it out. They put it on their on their Twitter account and on Instagram. And that's I get it. It's a it's an iconic shot already, even though it's only a few days old. But I'm like, where's the photographer's name? It's not on there because nope. the team you know the team pays the photographer, but I don't even know who it is. And my first thought was going to look. Let me look in the right hand corner. Oh yeah, that's right. This is social media. It's not, there. Yeah, it's not there. Is that is that is that a little frustrating to, to photographers?
1: Sometimes it is because I mean you like to be recognized for your work, but that that goes with the territory. I mean there are a lot of times that a lot of times when I've I've worked for like newspapers and stuff they they put staff photo, they don't put a name underneath it. That's the least of their worries sometimes. But a lot of times they'll they'll make – there are places that will actually make sure that it gets on there.
0: Is there a uh, – we, we do, for the record. But,
1: but the internet has sort of ruined
0: that. Got you. Right. And, and so on one hand, that's a negative. But on the other, with the aspect of the internet and just digital photography, I mean, we were talking yesterday. You've taken over a million photographs in your life. Easy. If digital never comes around, or if we're still doing it the way you did it in the '80s and '90s, my guess is maybe that number isn't over a million. It'd be close. I'd be close. <laughs> It'd be
1: close. It'd be close because because back then you only had 36 shots on a roll of film. Now you can put 3,000 images on one card.
0: Right. It's just, so
1: so it's 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 increased your amount of shooting, but a lot of time it's not. You're just machine gunning and just taking a picture instead of picking the moment while you're there. Cause you know, you only got 36 frames to get a picture and you can't look at it.
0: Yeah. So there's a little bit of good and bad that come with right. all this technology. Right. Well, um, for folks to want to check it out, 25 of Brad's favorites. Now, not his 25 favorite, 25 of his favorites. I have up on, uh, on our website, the ESPN 1420 app and some commentary from Brad for each one. But Taking pictures of UL sporting events from 79 up until now, what's is, is there a photograph you get asked about or commented on more than, than any other?
1: Well, the one that, that every time I see Eric Mouton, he always talks about the picture I took of him with the net around his neck after they won the championship 92? 92, 92? yeah. 92? Yep. He always talks about that picture.
0: He's uh, He's got his... Arms up! He's yeah. at the top of the ladder. He's screaming, and the net's around his neck. We always talk about that. What is? What are you talking about? Is he like? Is he just say he said, thanks said, again.
1: Well, he says I, that he says that he keeps looking at it every day. So every he's day. got it. He's, he's got, got it. it. Oh yeah, he's got so it. He's got, he's got, got, it. He's yeah, got it. at home.
0: It's somewhere. Former I, education uh, guard Eric. I mean, on. they
1: usually don't come up and say, "Oh, that was a great picture." Sometimes they do, or sometimes they don't. I mean, the one at Texas A and M. When we beat them, and the goalposts going up the, up the uh, up the hill, everybody comments on that.
0: So, Brad Kemp, our guest, photojournalist at ESPN1420and.com, getting to I guess back to our discussion of kind of the evolution of photography, sports photography. Do you find that with the advent of the internet and in in video of the that? An appreciation has been lost in some ways by some of the, because I still love seeing, I feel like a picture can tell so much. I was just talking about the one just the other night from the basketball game, right? And it's, the highlight's incredible, but the picture's the one that you can just sort of stare at and start kind of getting lost in a moment, whereas the video is like, it's almost like sort of this jolt. It's like, um, how do I explain it? It's just like taking a shot. Whereas if you look into the photograph, it's like kind of just sipping on a glass of wine, you know, cracking open the bottle, taking your time. Is is there, did you find the younger generation, is there something lost there? Or am I just sounding kind of like an, an old fuddy-tuddy right now?
1: I don't know if it's, if they've lost, but I think everything's gone to video on social media. Everything's video driven um, and, that's with the advent of the iPhone, you know, that sort of pushed it in that direction. I don't know if they're most people, I don't know if they are picking up a camera to take pictures or they're using it for video. I do see these young kids that are coming up that are very good and they want to, they want to do it. They just didn't, you got to practice and it's easier to practice taking pictures with a digital camera than it was with film. Cause I mean, you can look at it instantaneously. Like, I mean, all the time, you see, every time you watch a, watch a football game or watch a basketball or anything, after a big play, if you notice the photographers in the background, they're down there looking at their picture. Mm-hmm. You know, they turn the camera up and they scroll to see, just to make sure that
0: they've got it. ESPN 1420. Was there a moment, perhaps in Omaha in 2000, <laughs> where uh, someone got in the way of getting a great photograph?
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I actually talked to him about this yesterday. That's funny. It was... Uh, Clemson game, the photo well that I was stationed in was by first base, and obviously the coach was Babs, was at first base. College World Series. College World Series. They laid the bunt down. I got the bunt, and then as it progressed, and I saw he was coming around third, ready to take the pictures of him sliding into home, and who's back to us?ing Babs. He ran down the line completely in my way until <laughs> – it got to a point where I did get a picture. So you, it's, it's you, just, you could it's have just, gotten a lot more, but <laughs> yeah. Babs'
0: butt was in the way, is what you say? Yeah,
1: but I mean, we we have we have good fun about that. Shout out! We uh, actually Anthony still Babinow. talk about that. That's yeah. funny. We no, still no, talk I about that.
0: Babs a, Babs a friend, yeah, so I had, great. To, I had to ask you, but those, no. but, uh, to you know, to kind of highlight on that, there's got to be moments where, like, as a photographer, you're like, I didn't get it. I might have got I might have got some shots, but I didn't get. I didn't always. get the one I wanted. Is always, it, no it's matter always, what, something
1: happens. Somebody steps in your way. Somebody turns the wrong direction. You know, it would have been a great picture, but you didn't get it, so it's not a great picture. I mean, you have a, you have an image. Let's say, like, let, let's take last night. I went to the world, the Little League World Series game last night. Lafayette was losing uh, five to two in the in in the bottom of the seventh. Well they scored four runs in the bottom of the seventh to win the game. But they all the guy that hit the, the winning uh the single, the walk off single, ran away from me and they picked him up, but it was back to but his back was to me. So it's you know, you gotta wait till they all turn around. You wanna see their faces.
0: The the hardest moments you know, are was- the most exciting moments where it's Everything about it is just raw, and I
1: wasn't gonna run. Sorry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I guess I guess you could you'd move quicker when no, you were taking pictures no. back in the early. Not 80s. anymore. I
1: just sort of let it come to me. I don't run, or I just pick a spot and hope it. Uh, hope it happens.
0: Brad Kemp, photojournalist, our guest, ESPN, fourteen twenty and I love looking back through these photos, um, the ones you sent me that we, we've got up in the story. I mean, because each one kind of tells a story. I think. Of the ones you sent me, the one that's that I really enjoy is Brad Kelly, who coached, was UL baseball head coach for two years and went on to, he was a coach in Miami for a little while. I mean, you can Google him and if you don't remember him, but there was, a, the way you described it, there was this altercation, some might even call it a brawl between McNeese and, and then USL, 1984, and you have these these photos of Brad Kelly grabbing the umpire, like grabbing him. Not, I mean, and and just getting, like, in his face and the look on his face is that of, like, just sheer rage. But as you pointed out to me, look on the left side in the background. There's a player that's just standing there with his hand on his hips just taking it all in. You're like, you recognize him? And I look, it's Tony Robichaud. You
1: can tell by the way he stands. <laughs>
0: that was Tony. It's yep. Tony is a student watching the two teams that he would play for and coach for in this moment where it's just – And then, where's Wright Waters? (laughs) Apparently
1: Wright Waters was mad at you? Yeah, he was mad at me because he came after it was all over. He basically said that the reason they fought was because I was there taking pictures. (laughs) I mean. I don't know why I remember that. But but no, I mean, it's so
0: absurd, though. Yeah, I know. So these teams, yes, the, 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 the brawl that has been documented over time escalated because you were taking photographs. Yeah. Is that the most asinine thing you've ever been accused of?
1: No, but yeah, that's
0: in no, in, <laughs> in in your in your job in your profession. Yeah, okay, you know. there you go.
1: <laughs> I mean, it was at that time. It was like, wait, what? You're you're to blame for this. Uh, you're sitting
0: there taking pictures. Did there, oh, they see this. Right waters.
1: Uh, also, with working when doing stuff for UL, a lot of times you just can't take those pictures because they don't. You can't use them. If I'm working for UL, if I'm working with somebody else, you can. But
0: back then, it was back then I
1: just took the pictures. I mean, I was just it was taking. Different. Yeah. So
0: there, different. there was a game. What? Um, and you were, you know, UL to thirteen, maybe, where there was. Uh, I remember this game because our friend Steve got knocked down by a player from Arkansas State. But there was some. It, it wasn't. It wasn't a brawl, but it was. It was close. The game ends. Two teams are going back and forth, John. I think it was a Cajun field. And um, and it's like there was a boiling point there that you're like, this thing this thing could turn in a second. And anyway, there was some John. There might have been a shove here or there. Luckily, it didn't break out. But my guess is any photos you took <laughs> during that time, you always probably like, yeah, you're not using any of these. No. These aren't going to see the light of day. How many photos do you have that just are archived somewhere that you for years – Brad have been like, one of these days, I'm going to go look through them. But it's just a, a an undertaking that you know, yeah. once you start digging, you're just going to be in I've that got rabbit a, hole.
1: I've got a small store in lock full of negatives. I, I didn't throw anything away. The I've got them in boxes with years. My only regret is a lot of times I didn't write on the negative sleeve what it was. But I've got them separated in years so I could probably figure it out. Uh, it helped a lot. In two thousand, when we went to digital, because the storage went to nothing. But back then, the images weren't like they are now. Um, you couldn't put, you know, a, a million pictures on one CD or, or or one hard drive.
0: So, what would the what's the process like of going through a box of old negatives? How I've got long a, is that?
1: I've, I've got a. If they're not in eight by ten sheets, I've got to put them in eight times eight by ten sheets so I can put them on a light table, and then use a loop and look at each one. One, make sure they're in focus, Yeah, and then, and then make sure it's, like it's, it. it's good or if it's somebody that made it big or some, somebody like that, but it's just going to be hard to do.
0: Photojournalist Brad Kemp, our guest, ESPN 1420. I'm Scott Prather. What, what is that process called um, in photography where you, you go into the room and the lights? Dark room. Would you, what is, what is the, that process call when you're going from negatives to making a photograph? It's just called the dark room?
1: Well, back then you'd have to process your film and then you'd put it in larger, obviously in a room, dark room with the red light, and you'd make, you'd make the print on a piece of uh, photographic paper and put it in the chemicals and watch it develop. That was always fun to sit there and watch your image come up on the piece of paper. On a print paper, then you dry it and what, and dry it and hang it up. When was the last
0: time you did that? Ninety nine. So once it went digital, that yeah, was it. That was so. It. If you went through my, I guess my question is because I'm, I don't, I'm mean, I take pictures of <laughs> my phone and my kids. That's that's about that's as it. much of an expert as I am. Um, do you go like to go through those bo- those those old boxes of negatives from years and years of just UL Sports? Do you have to go and Develop the photos that way. No, if you wanted to,
1: no. I if you find
0: uh, one you want after,
1: I, I have a I have a scanner that I can scan them into the computer. There you go. I don't have to worry about making. I mean, I'd love to go back to do that old school. There are photographers in town that are, which I'm glad to see, young photographers shooting with film, and processing, but they're not making prints. They're just scanning. Gotcha. They're they're missing a step, because it's got to be.
0: It's a lost art. it's, it's, gone. Well, it's
1: a lost art, but it's also cost prohibitive because to buy the chemicals, I don't know if anybody, nobody in town sells that stuff. Yeah. So you'd have to order it online and get it on shipped online and it's chemicals and that whole thing.
0: It'd be like if you wanted to listen to an old vinyl, only a record player would cost you thousands of dollars and take a long time to get started instead of just phone right. you know like uh, it. it it's just not it's not worth the time that's again something that's that's changed over the years that's been lost but I imagine some of these old photos that I was looking at you were in the dark room just seeing it come into focus whether it be that aerial view of the Some UL of sports that Some of that stuff was or, shot on
1: slides. So what's the, what's the difference there? Well slides a, a positive and then the negatives a negative and it's different process but it's
0: so how much how many like UL sports photos back in the day were from a you know the dark room before 99 most of them yeah most of them you're sitting there and suddenly oh wow i got this shot of Brian Mitchell leaping you know 5 6 feet see, into that's the, the air thing about just that. into the end zone and yeah. when it comes to light and you see it for the yeah. first time in a then photograph say, there
1: must be a rush there. and that's about a half hour later or an hour later after you took the picture. So you don't know if you got it or not. You just say, I hope I got
0: this. Right. And when you do, it's got to feel good. When you do, it's got to feel good.
1: And back there, everything was manual focus back then. So it, you had to be really good manual focus. Everything now is autofocus.
0: ESPN1420.com. Brad Kemp is with us. Um, is there a photo scene seen online that a fan took with their phone and you're like, you know what? that that look that i that could have passed as a professional or did you have the eye and you're able to tell no that's that's fan I mean shot. you
1: can tell but some i mean with the with the advent of these cameras and and, and the phone yeah if you're in the right place at the right time it doesn't matter what you got you, you just
0: got the picture photojournalist Brad Kemp our guest um some of you might not know this but um I, don't, I mean, I don't think you would call yourself a wedding photographer. No, not at all. But you did shoot a wedding one time. A wedding at home plate at Teague-Moore Field. We'll talk more about that when we come back right after this. It's ESPN 1420, ESPN1420.com, and the ESPN 1420 app. It's the Great Scott Show. Don't go anywhere. ESPN 1420, ESPN1420.com and the ESPN 1420 app. For those listening on demand after the fact, you don't hear the the bumper music coming in and out. You only hear that if you're listening live. Brad's a huge Beastie Boys fan, by the way. Oh, yes. You 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 and – are you like a Jimmy Buffett guy? Yes. I feel like you and Dan – I am a parrothead. I feel like you and Dan McDonald, like – it's like the off season, of vacation. Y'all might just accidentally run into each other on the same beach somewhere and be like, "Hey, yeah, have yeah. another one."
1: I admit it. I am a parrot head.
0: All right, there you go. There you go. ESPN fourteen twenty. Brad Kemp, our guest, um, sports. I'm sorry, photojournalist. But many of you listening know his name or might recognize him from being at UL sporting events. Um, he's uh, he's he's not he's not old. So I'm not saying this to suggest he is. But when you start at 19 and it's still in the decade of the 70s, when I say, Brad, you have photographs from sports, Rage Occasion sports events that span across six different decades, it might not make you feel like a young man. No, I'm not getting any younger. But to say that you have an archive of photos that span across six decades, I mean, in in that room you said where you've got all the old negatives, you've got... So much history of UL sports just right there in those boxes. Everything, yep, it's there. I mean, I I've always wanted. I mean, this is just, I'm only speaking for me. I'm not. I've always wanted like more of those, the university to to have more of those photos or put some more of them out. Not not over the last twenty years, but kind of like eighties, nineties. The the. As I get older, hearing the the former athletes talk about their time at UL in these moments, I'm like, man, I'd love to see photos there. In my mind, I'm like, I know one guy that probably has them somewhere, and that's Brad Kemp. So in '92, Papo Romos, uh, Papo, Papo Puerto Rico, married Tina uh, after a game. Papo, you know, is one of the more beloved players in the history of of UL baseball. Then USL, he just says, I want to, I want to get want we'll to get married after the game. I want to do it. And um he did. Yes, he and, did. And and suddenly Brad Kemp's there as a wedding photographer. The same day he's shooting a baseball game and he didn't even have to leave. That one of the photos of that wedding is uh is up I have up for you at ESPN1420.com, but I there's so much going on in this photo. The more I look at it, it's it's you could tell it's the early 90s just by looking at it. The guy got married at home plate after a game. He's still in his uniform. It's incredible. It was great. Just a great moment. He comes to you and he's like, "Will you shoot? Will you shoot my wedding?" What did you say? I don't know if he even
1: asked. I think I just was there. And I
0: mean, so yeah, why lucky not? For, lucky for him.
1: Lucky for me, and lucky I was there. And I and I gave him the pictures.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. you know, I gave him the pictures. You and Papo still uh, still chat about it sometimes. We, huh?
1: whenever, whenever his son was playing, every time they'd come in, we'd hug and talk, and Tina would talk about it. We'd all talk about the picture. Said, "Yeah, I still got him.
0: I still got him." Is that the most interesting sort of non-sports sports moment you've ever shot? If that makes sense, because there are things that happen at sporting events sometimes that aren't the game. Yeah. And I'm not talking about a celebration because that's kind of tied into the game, right? Like after Bears kick, which we'll get into in a moment. But is that is is the wedding the one that's just like
1: that's? I would guess. I just have to, you know, it's kind of hard to think about it real quick. But yeah,
0: what do you remember about it? Who? Not much. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, sorry, the, photo, the photos are your memories, <laughs> right? The yeah. photos are your memories. That's what I don't so- even know
1: who we were playing that day. Gosh, man,
0: you have got. You got one guy in there, I don't know who it is, all the way to the left, that's not in uniform, but he probably was, he had to have some role on the team, but he's got like a, he's got some kind of dangly cross-earring on. You got the groomsmen. Papos and Tina are just standing right in front of the team. Some of the guys are serious. Some of the guys are just all the faces. Papos just, it's like this vague smile. It's awesome, man. I mean, got married at home plate and is clean. In his cleats—it's incredible. These are these are the moments, Brad. These are the moments that, like uh, the win in '96 when USL upset Texas A&M, occasion field. You you told me a story about the the photo you shared of the students. You know they're they're um, putting the goalpost up. They're like pulling it up. I guess over the, the it's tunnel. it's over
1: the yeah that's it was going up the grassy knoll on the. On on the tunnel side with the with the goalposts that they that they got from the, the south side the other side of the other end zone because they went to get the one by the by the tunnel but security but the uh, uh, up had it had it surrounded and they couldn't get to it then all of a sudden the crowd saw the other end the other one wasn't being guarded so there's, there's a sea of people. Came running across the field, and I was in the middle of the field taking pictures of uh, Stokely and who was their coach back then?
0: Nelson Stokely? Yeah,
1: Nelson and the other coach for and I don't remember. Uh, but that's, and all of a sudden I get hit by a thousand people. Almost knocked me down.
0: Yeah, like uh, how many times have you been knocked down on your work?
1: Uh, I've been hit, uh, been jumped over. Kevin Falk uh, at a Karen Crow game. Uh, Knocked me down completely. He ran right into me. That's my claim to fame with Kevin.
0: Kevin Kevin Falk tackled yeah. me once. It was uh, a, yeah, it
1: was. I think it hurt. Uh,
0: <laughs> I think the coach's name is uh, R.C. Slocum. Slocum was, that was, was it. the coach Slocum. at the time of the Aggies. Now that yeah. I'm thinking about it, but yeah, that win over A and M, the goalpost. You could see one goalpost kind of tilted, but then you hear your side of it. Security's there, and then you see all these students and fans. Some of them. It was some. Some of them, a few drinks in; others, to but you know, had all their inhibitions, I suppose. But they just dart. They just take up. They just bolt mm-hmm. to the other side of the field, to rip down the goalposts, then carry it across the field, up and out of the stadium at a cage. It went field. to a bar, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. I think it went to maybe Ray's Sports Bar. Yeah, it went yeah. over
1: I don't know where it went to, where it ended. Something like that. I mean, it was stuck on the in front of the entrance, but then it disappeared. Yeah,
0: I think so. Folks took it. That's a long. Who story. knows where it is? <laughs> who knows who where, it is. where it is? Great shots, though, man. So many great shots here. ESPN fourteen twenty. Uh, Brett Bear talking about football moments. I mean, obviously, the the kick, the fifty yard winner, twenty eleven. Arnell carriers New Orleans Bowl. I was um, on the sideline for that game, Brad, as the sideline reporter, and I'm supposed to talk to Hud after the game. Good luck with that. I remember uh, Shelly Smith, maybe, uh, the ESPN reporter. She was on the Cajun sideline because she has to talk to the head coach as well after the game. San Diego State scores, and she darts to the The other side. side. She's got the cameraman behind her, and I'm like, you know, let's see what happens. Well, of course, UL, quick drive, epic moment. Um, He makes the kick. It was complete madness. I mean – just running out on the field. I ended up I did end up finding Hud at some point and interviewing him, but Jay and Steve are up in the in at the top of the Superdome and they don't even see me. So it doesn't even go on the radio, though I got it on video. So I actually have a copy of it somewhere, but it never even went on the radio. And they couldn't tell though cuz there's just this sea of people, they couldn't see anything. I'm just
1: glad the fans didn't get on the field.
0: It oh, would have been I think the Superdome, because it was in the Superdome, yeah, it would have been yeah. that much. Yeah. But it was like, I, I remember just being like, I hope I don't get trampled. You're running around down there with a camera. How were you able to get these shots of Brett Bear? Well, the one, obviously, after, after the kick,
1: you're standing right there on the sideline. That's where you have to figure out what angle you want to get before it happens. Because you know he's going to kick it, but you know he's going to turn to our sideline. So that's... That and then, all of a sudden, after that moment where he, after he kicked it, he darted to the other end zone, a hundred yards away from oh, where yeah. we were. He's
0: never ran faster in his life, uh, by no. the way. He uh, ran he, like a four w- four forty. Yeah, he, he was flying. He
1: was scared. He didn't know what they were going to do. And <laughs> I had all my all my lenses around my neck, and I am trunking down the down the down the field, and I I sort of got there a little late because because they picked him up on the on his shoulders. But Chris Graith, talked about Chris Graythan. Chris Graythan got that shot because Chris is very good. Uh but I got him after they dropped him down and still it's still a nice moment and you still got to fight all the other photographers that are there trying to get that picture.
0: Well there's some great ones. Um yeah, you know, I've seen plenty of Chris's over the years. Yeah, via Getty images good. from that game. Mm-hmm. You know, in Getty uh Getty Images, we got a editorial subscription. So it's not like yeah. every photo in the archive and there aren't a ton. It's not like Gettys at every UL football game, but that bowl game they were. Yeah, they're there. And there's some great shots. But I feel like you, the shot of Brady Thomas jumping on Bear's back, which we've got up in the, in the story. Again, folks, go check it out. Share it. Um, appreciate this guy because he has done some incredible work over the years. Continues to, by the way. He's just retiring from UL this Friday, not from the advocate. You'll still see some of his photos, but – the shot of bear like with this smile and the long bangs it's like is he is he crying <laughs> is he smiling you got you know, actually i almost, michael quave in the background <laughs> grabbing him by the I, shoulders I, I almost
1: cried that cried at that game
0: there was, there i mean were, I, I mean
1: yeah. i've been here since 73 yeah and football was not very good and then all of a sudden bam we're in a bowl game and we win like that it was emotional
0: it really was very much there's a booster I won't give his last name but let's just say uh his name's hunter <laughs> And I'll never forget. Like again, it was it was just madness. I I didn't appreciate at the time. I, mean, I was I don't know. I wasn't even thirty yet. I didn't appreciate at the time how big that moment was going to be for like yes. some of the uh, some of some folks that had a few years on me until it happened. And I I mean I see this guy just and crying, and I see all these people, and I'm looking in the stands, I'm like, I'm so glad I got to, to, to be on the field and the sideline for that. I didn't appreciate it until it was happening, and I'm like, this is, this it, is it, incredible. It was very, yeah, very incredible. And But, to your point, Brad Kemp, our guest, ESPN 1420, you told me this yesterday, Brad. You've been taking photos of UL Sports, you're an alum, you know, been taking photos since the 70s. It's this big moment, you've never seen them in a bowl game. You really can't get emotional in the moment though. No. Because you got work you got, I got a very important work to do and you've got a very little one, window to do yeah, it. Yeah,
1: the one problem is 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 trying not to be a fan. Because you because you I've been caught many a time, I'm sure everybody has, watching the game instead of taking pictures. Mm-hmm. You have you can't you can't be you can be a fan but you got to take the picture and then look at it after. Say, yeah, you know, its just, you're going to document it. That's why you're there, documenting what happened. And then somebody, an editor calls and said, did you get that picture? No. Then what? You know, they go on and files. Mm-hmm. Okay, but you want that picture.
0: Well, you had to hustle that day to get <laughs> yes, some of those shots and all that madness. Yep. Um ESPN 1420, uh, ESPN1420.com, and the ESPN 1420 app, Brad Kemp, our guest. A few more minutes with him. Jay Walker's coming in in the 8 o'clock hours he does each Tuesday with me. You got a shot of the 2014 basketball team uh, after beating Georgia State in the Sunbelt title game. You see Alfred holding up the trophy. Fun moment. You got some terrific shots of Coach Rowe, but I know one of them, was the AVI and picture you used on social media for a bit, but it's, I think it's from 2014, and he's got his arms crossed and a smile. It's, As you said, it's just the way you remember it.
1: That's how I'm remembering. Every, every, you know, I just look at that and that's, and that's rope. It's, I mean, uh, I, you know,
0: you've known him for so long.
1: I've known him for so long. It was great.
0: It was great. And I know that, you know, his passing a, a couple of years ago, or to you know, it was what a week or two ago was the actual yeah. date, or I guess last week. It
1: was around July fourth.
0: He, um I just remember all the testimonials, the service, all the first-hand accounts of so many that you know he touched and uh, and made a difference in. But so many stories and published stories, and your photographs are on so many of them. I mean, those are shots that when you when you take those photos at a time, I'm guessing you're not anticipating like this is this is going to be used for something like this someday. I mean, it was all it was look it was a it was a shock to everyone. But thank God you got those photos, Brad, because when you capture someone's presence, that in that a picture, one,
1: that one, and the one of DJ Looney that I didn't put in there, mm-hmm. that when that happened, I'm glad I had that picture, because I mean that was him running down the sideline. He always didn't want me to take his picture yeah. because he was a big guy. And he said, wait till I lose some weight. Wait till I lose some weight. And he wanted me to, for his headshot, he wanted me to put his head on somebody else's body. But <laughs> I was at practice, spring, I don't know, it was spring practice, or I guess it was spring practice. He's running down the field with the, with the uh, offensive line, and I'm just standing right there and taking pictures, and he just, that smile and goes by,
0: and it was great. Photographs are timeless. And I love looking through these ones you you, you shared with me, um, and I appreciate it. And appreciate you allowing me to share it with everyone else. Uh, it's over at espn1420 com, the espn1420 app. Whether it be an old volleyball game from the eighties, or um, I mean, seeing a veteran with the with the UL softball team when they were playing in a parking lot or a field. Well, they were playing
1: at the corner of um, Bertrand and uh, Reinhardt.
0: I mean, it's I mean just, that's
1: that's that's the old Charity Hospital in the background.
0: It, it's so, it, it, again, it's like a time portal.
1: They had they had benches for the dugout, and they had construction fencing for the fence. That's red fencing. Uh-huh. That was the
0: fence. It's uh, it's awesome, and even you know one of Napier with the team, which is one I I actually hadn't seen. I've seen so many that have been taken the university's put out there the last couple of years, but the one you shared of him, you know, uh, and again, your description of each one, like I wouldn't have known what was happening in that moment, but appreciate you doing that, man. And all the work you've done over the years, um, you know, in this community and covering sports. And it's just, uh, those photos when they're captured, I, I tell everybody, take a moment and hopefully it's properly credited, but take a look in, and. um, you know, appreciate the the individual, you know, he or her that went and, and, and took that shot and made it what it is. As we get further into the future, I think photographs, like you said, everyone's taken with their phones, but some of those things get lost. The ones that are professional, that are archived, that are there forever, those are the ones. I don't even know who took that photo of Giannis dunking it, but I hope that when it's used in documentaries years from now, they will have at the bottom photo by i hope you guys still continue to get the credit y'all uh y'all deserve brad but i appreciate you coming in man it's been a lot of fun and um i would say enjoy retirement but you're only retiring from one job you got plenty you got plenty more work to do well enjoy the uh enjoy the parrot juice we'll say that thank you (laughs) i don't yes i guess okay yes not too much but yeah yeah you got to watch the blood sugar my friend that's exactly right we didn't have time to tell the story when we were in Arizona, and um, my life flashed before my eyes when Brad was driving. Maybe we'll do that on another show. <laughs> no, let's don't let's don't talk about that. He didn't that. do anything wrong. He wasn't. It was, it was no pair of juice. It was just, no, just you know, the roads are different in Tucson. Yeah. He's like, "What are you doing, turning, Brad uh, Buckley?" I said, "Jesus Christ!" <laughs> so did I. Yeah, it was not. One well, luckily, of the another moments. driver was paying attention. Fun stuff. That's it for uh, this hour of The Great Scott Show. Brad, thanks for coming in. Thank you. Jay Walker's coming up next hour. We'll talk some college football, some of the things coming out of the uh, conference media days, what is going to look like in college football next season, its impact, the Olympics, NBA Finals, Terrible Tune Tuesday, and more. Don't go anywhere. It's ESPN 1420.